0: Focusing on education, fashion, and creativity, Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at forecastsalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we're in the waning phase of the moon, a time of releasing the excess energies of this lunation as you move through this last quarter. We've entered into the sun sign of Taurus, an Earth energy, and the eclipse season too. Taurus energy can feel much calmer, especially after all that Aries energy, and it is a space of healing. It's ruled by the element of Earth, and it is ruled also by the planet Venus. Taurus provides us with the energy needed to ground ourselves and integrate our journey. It loves beauty and creativity. It is a time to recenter your vision on what is most important and remind yourself that you can always rely on your own inner compass, no matter what life hands you. Taurus is simple in its energy. The season encourages you to slow down, to experience the whole movement and not overthink your next move. Now the eclipse season, that begins on April 25th. All right. So let's slow down a minute and talk about this. And I give a big shout out to Spirit Daughter because they give such a great explanation in their books. So the eclipse season begins on April 25th. Every year we are brought to the eclipse season and it brings us a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse. Sometimes there's three. Now, eclipse season begins when the sun is within 17 degrees of a lunar node. All right. Explain that a little bit more. Collectively, The north node is positioned in Taurus, and the south node lands in Scorpio. All right, so that kind of means that our north node is like more of our purpose and where we're trying to get to, and our south node is kind of like where we're hanging out, our comfort zone. So it really pushes you to get beyond your own comfort zone. Now, knowing where the nodes are in your chart is also really important so that you know the areas that you're working on. So definitely get your chart reading. highly recommend Mandy Wright Get your chart done so you know this. However... All of us will experience this for that 34 days until May 30th. So it will bring us a solar eclipse in Taurus on April 30th and a total lunar eclipse in Scorpio on May 15th. So these eclipses are the highlight of the season. And you have this entire period, though, to kind of work with it. So knowing... Your chart is very helpful, knowing the energies of the current nodes are amplified, and it can help you to release attachments from your south nodes, your comfort zones, and understand the energy of your north node, of where your karmic purpose is heading you towards. So this period during the eclipse is like a roller coaster, and it's a time of great change and opportunity, especially if you work with the energy. It really will highlight like those comfort zones and stagnant energies that you need to break through to really reach your potential. So eclipse seasons can feel intense and they can feel overwhelming like anything's going to happen and it can feel like a roller coaster, but it really is important to understand that the energy is occurring. Give yourself daily practices to really ground your body and your energetic field, especially your energetic field as you navigate through this time. So overall, during the eclipse season, you'll have an opportunity, we all will, to embrace the energies of Taurus that help us to understand more where our society is asked to slow down, to become more grounded and connect with nature. Taurus represents these simple energies of life. So we'll start to see some of that coming forward. And then that south node energy of Scorpio, we're all going to see that society is being asked to leave behind the chaos, leave behind the traumatizing behaviors, those stings. So throughout these next 18 months that the nodes are in the Taurus and Scorpio, we really are brought an opportunity up that will help to heal as a collective. It's time to recognize that this is some of the work we all need to do to be a part of it, working within ourselves, to help others as well, really let go and really start to come into a more present energy, slowing down, working with mother earth. So during this season, as you begin to work with the energy of Taurus now for the sun sign, ask yourself, Ask yourself like how you can let this energy of Taurus come in, the energy of the moon come in, the energy of the eclipse to really help move your purpose and your karmic path forward. What can it teach you? What can you tune into? And how can you step into the vibrations that you need in order to radiate your light for your highest desires? Definitely being present, Connect with the stillness and allow life to be a little more simpler. Energetically tuning into your spirit every day can help you bring this path forward. Radiate your light. Know your energy, your truth, your voice, your spirit. It's so valuable at this time. And that's where the rites come in to help you move through all this stuff. Rites being Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, stones, and crystals. Finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with these tools can add inspiration, amusement, and joy, and help you to be present. It can free you from the unnecessary stress that is going on in the world. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about are my energy focus for the week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join us. As we move through all of these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the old patterns and all that old stuff. Links will be in the show notes. For when you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. If you're a strong, passionate person, who's ready to take charge of your life and let go of the stories running around inside of your head, let's talk. Let's talk about my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. Warning, this work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes, you may see yourself or others as they really are. You may experience loss of excess baggage resulting in major life changes. You may become the person you're really meant to be. My Empowered Spirit Program can help you upgrade your spiritual path. You'll learn lots of energy tools, techniques, ways to center your energy, ways to raise your vibration, and even ways to release the energy drains and limited beliefs that hold you back. Now is a great time to jumpstart your spiritual practice. Schedule a spiritual upgrade, breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how these programs can help you. In today's episode, I speak with Dr. Elsbeth Mude and Freddie Zental Weaver. They are the founders and directors of the Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. What a beautiful and empowering conversation about sexual enlightenment. We talk about creative forces, spiritual energy, what Tantra is all about, energetic awareness, transformation, yoga for the energetic body, how energy shows up bringing consciousness to sexual intimacy, and sexual and spiritual energy together. Before we begin the conversation, let's take a moment to pause, to center, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale. And exhale. Inhaling, bringing the breath all the way up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way down deep into the earth. Slowing down. Inhale as you presence your spirit. Call your energy in. Exhale all the way down the body. Feel that presence for you, affirming my spirit and all those listening now or later. Taking another deep inhale as you open up the heart, connecting your spirit with the greater spirit, source, creator. Feel that connection into your heart. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved. Feel it radiating all around you. Inhaling, bring in all this energy up the body, let it expand. And exhale, bringing it all the way back in, all the way down deep into the earth. Call in this absolute light, beautiful energy. Taking a moment to honor where you are right here in the season of spring. As we teach in the Medicine Wheel, we find the season of spring in the direction of the east, where the sun rises each and every day. Feel the sun on your face. Feel the hope in your chest and in your heart of a new beginning. As we take this time to set an intention for your path this week, feel that intention in your heart as we open up to all of the directions for guidance and protection to the east, the south, the west, and the north, above you, below you, right into the very center, right into your heart, setting that intention, noticing how you feel as you see this energy around you, the joy, the love, the peace, and elevate those emotions and radiate them out through your auric field all around you. Focusing this energy for you, your attention, your frequency. Feeling this energy centering right into your heart. Exhaling all the way down deep into the earth, anchoring your energy. As you bring your awareness back. Blinking the eyes open, coming back. So, my guests today, Dr. Elsbeth Mute and Freddie Zintel Weaver, are the founders and directors of the Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. They are internationally renowned workshop leaders, relationship and intimacy coaches, and certified Tantra yoga teachers. Their retreats and workshops have been offered throughout the United States, Canada, Europe, and Australia. They are the producers of the best-selling DVD series, Creating Intimacy and Love, and were featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show, Starting Over. Elsbeth and Freddie Zintel have assisted more than 10,000 couples and singles in rekindling and expanding their love and relationships. They are on the faculty at Esselin in Big Sur, California, and at Kropalu in Starkbridge, Massachusetts. They lead couples' retreats for CEO and their spouses and partners through the Young President's Organization, YPO, and have received the highest recognition for their work. Elsbeth and Freddie Zintel are Beloved's life and business partners residing in Chicago. So let us welcome them to the show. Welcome.
1: Hi. Hi, Carrie.
0: I am very excited to have you today. You both just look magnificent sitting here. And this is a conversation that I have to say has been a journey for me these last couple of years. So I'm very grateful to bring this to our listeners as well. So welcome. Yeah. Thank you so us. much. <laughs> yeah. So I always like to kind of start the conversation by asking, like, What led you to this work that you're doing and your book, Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love and Intimacy?
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess I'll start. I was first introduced, Terry, to these practices that we teach in our work when I was 13 years old. I was living in Hawaii. I was going through my puberty. My father was a practicing psychiatrist. And uh, he took pity on me because I was spending a lot of time in the shower. <laughs> and so uh, he gave me a book to read on how to integrate meditation and sex practices. So I loved it. My girlfriend loved it. I had doubts about my capacity to play at a college level in basketball and athletic scholarship. And I actually was able to dig deeper into my belief to do that, which I did do. Uh, after college, I kept reading books and doing workshops and applying this in my personal relationships. Um, I was in the software business for a long time, uh, and when I first started, it was really exciting. And then after about 15 years, it was just a job. Uh, and so looking and knowing what I knew about my own inspiration, I was looking for a way to re myself, reinvigorate it. So there was an opportunity in Chicago. Uh, a company hired me, moved me there, and I really went there to, not for the job, but to meet Elspeth.
1: He didn't know it
0: yet.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. And wow, what a dad. I tell you, not many dads would offer that. Yeah.
2: I was very lucky to have him in my my life. I learned a lot from him. Anyway, we met 21 years ago. We pooled our resources six months to the day and uh, transcended the romantic drama, created this work. And we've been traveling all over the world, teaching couples and individuals how to find love, working consciously with life force, sexual energy. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a great story. And like I said, like, wow, what a dad to offer you that kind of ability to go within yourself to really explore and not feel wronged, you know, not feel shamed. Like, okay, I can. I can explore who I am. And then the power that led from that.
2: You know, your show is about spirituality. And I can't think of anything more spiritual than sexual energy, creating life.
0: Creating life and spirituality. Yeah, I, I agree. But I have to say not many people would look at sexuality like that.
2: We're going to get into it.
0: <laughs> yay. Yay. I think we need to get into it. I think it's a subject that it's time to open up. So how about you, Elzbeth? How did you kind of come around and <laughs> gather that energy to meet
1: each other? Yes. Very different story, Terry. Not the same kind of father, huh? Uh, I grew up in Germany, as you may be able to tell from my accent. grew up there and came to the United States in my late 20s to do post work in music, and then a little later on, got my doctorate in education, and then uh, moved into management consulting. And that was all in the '90s. And I had gotten really good at consulting, but was miserable at relationships. Mm-hmm. I had the pattern of attracting unavailable men, and while that was exciting at times, most of the time I was alone. And I can vividly remember this moment when I came home one day in the evening and it just hit me that, you know, if I was not gonna change this pattern, I could see the trajectory of never having, you know, lasting intimacy and love in my life before I leave this planet. And I just did not, you know, wanna want that. So I said to myself, Elspeth, whatever you need to do, go and do it, which was starting with delving deeply into meditation and then uh, studying Tantra. And through that Tantric healing, the Tantric uh, work, I got in touch with that I distrusted man. Now, if you had known me, you know, 25 years ago, 23 years ago, you never would have called me a distrusting bitch. I was very charming. It reeled them in, was friendly and you know inviting. But underneath that, what I couldn't see with my conscious mind, like in the subconscious, that really ran the show. And so through the healing work, I could tap into that and what opened up by clearing that which was a process, it was not, you know, brought up old experiences from when I was a teenager. But clearing that, what opened up was deeper trust in myself and then trust in men in general. And then Freddie Sintag came into my life six months later.
0: That's awesome. What a great story and yes in your book you do share a little bit more about your dad and what you went through as a teenager and the shame that you underwent and you know I think a lot of people can relate to that story as well and I think sexuality is not something talked about and you know you like, you triggered a little part of me which is like you know this has been something I had to make the choice about most recently with the partner in my life and did I want to embrace this part of myself that I had stuffed down? and hadn't dealt with in many years, I'd been caregiving my parents and no relationship that wasn't even in my consciousness. Right. But there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to be alone forever. I do want to have an intimate relationship. And I became very challenged with my partner and I had to dig deep. I really did. So I I can appreciate your story and what you guys are bringing forward and kind of where it opens me up as well. So I wanted to kind of go back a little bit and actually talk a little bit like when you say Tantra, what does that mean?
2: Well, what we're working with are the aspects of what happens with our awareness when we are in a sexually activated state. Um, Working with breath, energetic awareness, and what we teach is intention. So we're teaching really how to transform something in your life that seems untransformable, an old story, a big trigger. And so, we aren't working with any of the dogma of what might be a tantric uh, religion. We are working with the uh, energetic yoga of tantra, which is different from the Hatha yoga, which is a physical yoga. This is one of the original yogas of the energetic body. And it's all energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our old experiences, as they live for us in neurosynaptically, are energy. And what we teach are ways to recognize those energetic activations to shift something that has been an old story, an old way of being in our life to then live into a new possibility.
1: Yeah, so we are so in the West, we are so focused on the material, like what we can touch and what we can see, so that we miss a whole world of frequency. Freddie says Tantra is the yoga of the energetic body. You know, so, but how can I tune with myself to actually even notice what, how does energy show up in my body? So there are three indicators. Uh, So just you also as a listener can orient yourself what we mean here, which is in the tantric practice, you learn to tune with how energy shows up within you. Like when it shows up in the physical body, we talk about sensations. I have a knot in my stomach. I feel hot. I feel cold. These are all sensations and they are frequencies. That is how the body is experienced when frequencies on the body as a sensation. The second indicator is emotion, emotional frequency. So love and hate, both vibrate at a very different uh, level that can be measured in hertz. They are pure frequency. We cannot touch love. We cannot see hate. Now, I'm not saying that the body may look a certain way, but hate itself, we cannot see. It's a frequency that we don't see yet feel. And the third indicator is our thoughts. Thoughts are pure frequency. And if I hold myself in high esteem that I think yes I can do this although I don't know how it's going to work but that's what I want to do I go for it it's a very different thought frequency than when I doubt myself you know not sure I really want this but or I do want it but I don't know if I can get it and you know so That is where we wanna tune further. And in the tantric practice, we learn then to not only tune with these frequencies, but we can also affect them so that I can shift out of hate into love or out of fear into peace or out of having a critical thought into, a grateful thought. And then, of course, also in our physical self, to be perhaps with uncomfortable sensations and see how they may be connected to some story that has kept us imprisoned, shifted so that we can open up into our fullest, joyous, blissful, pleasurable self.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think the key word here really is awareness. I was born in the 60s, right? You know, peace, love, rock and roll, and, you know, so much free love going on, and really not a lot of awareness. You know, lots of times you see it, people go out on dates and they get plastered, they wind up in somebody's bed, and that's sex, right? I mean, that's a lot of what, you know, that generation was about. And I even see it today. It's like not a lot of awareness is going on to create that level of intimacy. And it's, again, it's something that I've been experiencing and working with in my own personal relationship and even talking to like girlfriends and stuff. Well, how often do you have sex? How often do you have sex? And it becomes this thing of how often versus like, what is that energy about? And I think that's the beautiful point you're bringing up.
2: Yeah. One of the things about this energy is that it is, is creative and it's pleasurable. And when you bring consciousness to the sexual, creativity and pleasure start showing up in areas of life that seem completely unrelated to sex and the simple process of living. So instead of like, well, I hate my job, 30 more years of retirement, that dog doesn't hunt anymore because now I'm listening to what that thought, that internal conversation does energetically, the total felt sense of the thought. So what we're teaching, Terry, are practices that you can, anyone can learn that you can do either as a self-love practice or with a partner. And it doesn't take away from any of the other things we do with sex to create life or to just have a a fun session. Uh, But what we're teaching also is how to have sexual meditation, because this thing has been around before we had language. And there there is an intelligence encapsulated in sexual energy. And anyone who is willing in a body can get what we're teaching. We've seen over and over again with couples and singles all over the world for the last 21 years, thousands and thousands, have shifts around something that they come in with an intention to shift. They do a little intake when they come in to work with us, either in a workshop or or in a group or individually, and they have an idea of what they want to create in relationship or in work or where they live, whatever it might be. And the only thing that's in the way of them getting that is themselves. We are the only ones out there. So the narrative that we live around for most of us, our thoughts are all we believe. Our thought goes on because look, I have lots of belief that blah, 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 because a dog bit me when I was five and you can't trust dogs. you know. So, so we have these stories. So one of the pre uh, foundational pieces is learning what we call the witness state of mind, where you can learn to watch the th- stories and the conversations internally. And then the total felt sense that happens to be aware of that, to then be able to move into a new possibility.
0: Yeah. There is a lot of vulnerability in what you're saying. I I know there was a lot of vulnerability and I'm still going through it. I mean, to be able to come to that place and be that intimate part of it, I think, Elizabeth, you could probably speak to this, is trusting men too. You know, there's been so much in the world going on. We spoke a little bit before we started about the Me Too and trusting men right now. How, How can you address that with people that come in with that fear as well?
1: Yeah. You know, now I would say trusting myself because that is where trust comes from. A man cannot induce trust unless I trust myself and then I can allow him to come close to me or not. So, and that's actually also good news because how am I changing a man? Now, of course, we are in the business, Terry, of not only supporting women in their evolution, but also men, because we know it's only going to happen together. Mm. The opening into a new way of how men and women not only relate, but also contribute to each other. They're beautiful mm. gifts, which are, I mean, now there's so much more possibility than 50 years ago or hundred years ago or 500 years ago, where women was in terms of relational model, we all are raised in the, what we call the hierarchical model. One is up and one is down. And historically males were up and male, uh, women, females were down. That is just not, um, you know, that is just how it was. You know, women had to dress up like men to be authors, you know, to write a book, to be published. Like 50 years ago in the nineteen sixties, 60s, even still then, 50s in this country, United States, a woman could not get a credit card without the signature by her husband. Now, unthinkable. Now, that's, I remember
0: getting my first credit card by myself, yeah, I do in New York City, Macy's. Let me tell you, I, I remember that thinking 50 years ago,
1: yeah, right, yeah. that's me, right? <laughs> you yeah. right. we were at the forefront, that's right. So, so, and now with me too, and you know, women awakening because feminine energy, what feminine energy calls for is to awaken and reawaken. It has something to do with that it's based in estrogen, we call it the slow hormone. And it, you know, it's just feminine energy is like this circles around and doesn't know, you know, if it's coming or going. However, when it's reawakened, particularly then also sexual energy, it can come up to a plateau and then stay on the plateau for a long, long time. Multiple orgasms, orgasmic waves. But in order to reawaken, that word trust is essential. Because how can I surrender and let go? And surrender is not giving myself up. It's actually letting go into myself. And then the pleasure for another to share this with me. I don't surrender to another. I surrender to myself and the other gets the pleasure of it. You I know? love
0: that distinction. I do. I really love that distinction. It brings back that power. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And that is like that we shift from here where we were just as much in this relational connection. How come that women stayed for millennia in that bottom position? Where were we now? It is like that in a certain world of consciousness, everybody behaves according to that consciousness. Now, a new consciousness is arising that allows us to come to a new relational model, which it's called partnership model. Where we are both in our feminine and masculine and we can meet as partners and co-create. There is not one up or one down, just at certain moments one may lead, the other may follow. And then the other leads and the first one follows. So we have this figure eight, you know, this infinity loop that where we move in relationship like that, where we move in the bedroom like that. And so that is coming back to your original pointing me towards the trust, is it is essential for us women to open up to ourselves, to that rich aliveness that I call awakening the feminine essence, that we may have forgotten about it because we got so good in competing and making mm-hmm. it in the marketplace. You know, these are masculine qualities. Not to throw out with the bathwater, no, but to come into balance where I can dance and where I am here, where Freddie can hold me. He, like masculine energy that is based in testosterone, strong and, you know, quickly rising and easily getting aroused, but then also quickly dropping. So how would it be if we could come to this? Have that wave moving between us. Yeah. We dance together on the plateau, be it a nine on a scale from one to ten or, you know, on a three. It doesn't matter. Or one is a little higher. Or it's the synchronicity that we dance. But this cannot happen if it goes like this. he comes and goes and she hangs out.
2: Yeah. You know? Literally and figuratively. So yeah. you, one of the things for the man in this work right. that really brings consciousness around That polarity that's happening all the time that naturally happens in the yin-yang, masculine, feminine, uh, you know, balance, testosterone, estrogen, and the whole thing reverses itself as we get older. (laughs) Um, But for the man, it's about in all the variations of tantra that there are, it's it's for the man to learn to separate ejaculation from orgasm. And that will inform his lovemaking, which is what has brought a lot of men's interest to Tantra. You know, they heard Sting 20 years ago say, oh, I make love to my wife for eight hours or whatever. And so learning to do that is a couple of things. One, it will inform, as I said, your lovemaking, but two, and probably more importantly, it'll open up the addictions that we have to, how is it? Is it too big? Is it too hard? Uh, uh, you know, possessiveness, jealousy, shame, guilt, broken hearts, all that's it, it. sexual peace is loaded. It's kind of like you think you're enlightened to go home, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, until we get really the vulnerability and the awareness that can happen in the sexual aliveness and stop our vilification. You know, we we can't make that spiritual quantum leap in the world to seeing ourselves in each other. We could teach these practices to nuns and priests if they were vowed to celibacy. It's not about the sexual act. It's about the energy of what we are in that energy.
0: Yeah. I like that. I just got to think about that for a moment. It is what we are when we're in that energy. I know I could probably use a little bit more of that Yang energy (laughs) to lead (laughs) for sure. Yeah, but I do think it is a dance and I do think there is that awareness with each other's energy. And I think if we look at it in terms of energy, we can let go of some of those lower vibrations that you know, affects so many of us. So many of us come to the table with that old baggage, you know, the abuse, maybe even the sex addict energy, or, you know, maybe even taking advantage as for me, I feel like in many cases, for me as a woman, taking advantage for so many things all my life. And then, you know, you go a few years without being in an intimate partner, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. And then you have the estrogen levels, which, hello, I wasn't even sure it could come back around, but hey, just for my listeners, I will say, it can. <laughs> it can. And that's a really good thing to know and to understand. It really is. And having that willing partner to be supportive, I will have to say, definitely having that.
1: Yeah. And also, of course, Terry, men need to do their own work. Yes, I did earlier to say, you know, the men is no, the men plays an equal role in it. When I spoke about trust so that A big part of the work is what Freddie already said about that learning how to channel his energy so that he is not just driven by his energy. And I'm not saying this in any way like negatively. It's because it's very testosterone energy is very strong. The beauty in the tantric practice is that the man learns to move this up from his sexual center into his heart center where he becomes more connected, integrated, between his manhood and his heart. And then when his heart opens first and foremost to himself, because he becomes more connected to his emotional, what Freddie called the vulnerable self, when his heart opens, guess what? My heart opens. Mm -hmm. Because I want to connect as a woman, most women actually open their heart first when they want to connect. That is where they want to connect from most men or the one who is in their masculine energy, because that is not just for heterosexual couples, it's also for same sex, transgender, bisexual couples, because they're always, you know, have to be the feminine, masculine, or yin and yang present otherwise.
2: Positive negative polarities.
1: Yeah, there's no, otherwise there's no magnetism, you know? So most men or the one who is in their masculine more, they start feeling it in their sexual center when they want to connect. There's nothing good or bad about either. It's just how it is. It's actually a biological thing, you know? And so then in the Tundra practice, when the man learns to bring that up, he uses that wonderful fuel of his testosterone energy to fuel his heart. And, and then- you
2: can move that energy, that, that mm-hmm. sexual energy that we feel is typically in the second chakra or the lingam, that's a Sanskrit term for penis uh, area, the the genitals, uh, you can move that sensation up to the heart with breath and energetic awareness. You can learn to do that. But a couple of things, one thing you mentioned earlier, a moment ago, uh, Terry, was, you know, there's so much pornography, so much abuse, so much in the world. How do you transcend that? And one of the primary pieces of this is that all of that stuff exists and we all have our own experiences and exposure to it. And what's possible is what we can imagine. So the work is about letting go of the story and that there's no possibility because look at what is and look what's been and that the total felt sense of that story and how it lives for us in our experience. And so the quantum in terms of what's anything's possible is the capacity to transcend these old stories and these energetic selves to live into and create the results of a new possibility. So that's what happens in the the tantric practice as they transformational practice because again when you're in the sexual energy with consciousness and awareness and the distinctions that we teach with breath and energy awareness and and intention you can transcend a lot of that beingness because you're in an altered state this is what that energy does and that's the magic if you will of this energy and how we work with it as a way that creates change for people
1: and the crucial thing here is that It's really a holistic experience. It's not done by will through the mind. You know, I want to let that experience go or that story or this wounding. It's not working like that because it lives on the cellular level in the physical body. You know, so when we engage and tune with the whole being, the physical, emotional, and spiritual there are just vast possibilities available to clear what may plug us, what may reduce suffering or disconnect or, you know, so that we can clear that in the process and, um, you know, opening up to ourselves and to that wonderful life giving energy. You yeah. Know? There's
0: so many things you say there. And I mean, you know, taking in just really even coming at this from my own experience and and even some, you know, some of my clients that come in and, you know, want to do some deeper work and stuff. But first and foremost, we do both have to do our work. We really do. I know that from some of what I've gone through in my own lifetime, my family generation, I had to go do some of my own work. I had to heal some of that trauma first so that I could come back and be open to exploring. And my partner did too, you know, he had his own stuff too. And so I think we both, and I think that's a really good point. You both have to kind of come in and come from that place. I'll do mine. We do yours. And then let's find that meeting. Cause I know for us, we were doing a dance. I was doing a dance. I was doing a dance around the topic, creating, you know, distraction, procrastination, didn't want to go into the bedroom, all kinds of things too much, too often, blah, 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 blah. But I also knew that there was a bigger part of me that wanted to break this through. I did. And so I think having to do the work and having the tools, the meditation, the breathing, the sensitivity towards each other, and especially I think the heart energy and that trust can Mm -hmm. help to open it up. I don't think I'm totally there yet, but I do know within this last year, there has definitely been a switch and it's that willingness to want to be intimate, that willingness to want to take it to a different level. And not just have it be quote unquote sex.
2: Yeah. It doesn't stop coming up, Terry. What I found the transformational work is it just doesn't stick around as long. Okay. We don't stay stuck and spinning in an old story or an old uh, upset. So it can happen and then we can get off of it and move real quickly back to where we want to get to.
0: Yeah.
1: But, and I also want to say that there are certain dimensions where we really can let go. Clear that what may have, you know, been like a shadow. I mean, for me, my story through the tantric healing was that kind, that there was really, it opened up whole new spaces for me. So that's that's what Freddie calls the magic of the work is is really available. And I wanna emphasize that because we have seen it, you know, with couples- Over and over With again. singles, that they go through the work and it's like coming out, you know fundamentally shifted yeah opened up you know finding love or becoming more conscious in their relationship so that it's more fulfilling or separating from something that was actually not in their own interest any longer and Their that clarity and um and just like you know feeling that sense of fulfillment yeah yeah. And I guess the question
0: that's kind of coming forward for me and, you know, kind of if I was kind of, you know, joking, but not like I need more of the yang. But I guess really the deeper question is, as as a woman born in the late 50s, 60s, like, how do I take that step forward to be more creative, <laughs> more leading, more willing to want to break through the mold that has been put on me? I guess is really the question. You know, right. I've been taught to be more submissive and let the man lead. and do what they say, and you know, and I know that's kind of outdated for where I am. But I do find in some of the patterns for me that that still comes up sexually.
2: You know, there's nothing wrong with that, Terry, unless you want to shift it. And then the other thing about shifting it is to be in a still place with yourself to allow yourself to imagine what you want, how you want it to be, and then you can start to tune in energetically to where you resist that as a, even a possibility. And then through the work, you can start to f- what I call flatten the resistance at at how it shows up energetically for you. And then it will start to just show up as a way of being in your, the results of it will just start showing up.
1: I like that, flatten the resistance, I like that. Also, you know, Terry, it's like, this is not just an individual thing that you talk about. This is a collective. So we are part collective, part individual. So that, because it has something to do with this, To shift i would say where we are now in shifting from a hierarchical to horizontal relationship is we are probably here we are not here now that even the idea was not available 50 years ago yeah you know so also just to see that you and i you know i was even born a little earlier I'm 72 now, so 49, you're in the 60s, you know. It's that that is different for women who are growing up, uh, you know, now as young women. Um, But still, the testosterone and the estrogen is still there. You know, the biological thing hasn't changed that much. But in our consciousness, because we can create ourselves through the conscious mind we can create ourselves from here to here and so I would just look at it like what what you brought up with you know feeling more submissive what a wonderful opportunity to notice that just noticing oh wow this is curious and then You know, is this something, as Freddie said, I want to sustain or I want to explore what other possibilities there are? And um, because it's such a, 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 you know, play of balance to be in our feminine where I can be open and flowing and listening while in my masculine where I'm decisive, grounded, grounded and uh, rigorous you know how can we like be like this within ourselves you know and for me this is really a lifelong exploration it's not like okay I've done it now because (laughs) it also shows up not only in relationship with another and a beloved it also shows up in my relationship with life itself Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: where it's the same principle I can resist life, I can force, try to force, make things happen, or as I have learned over the five years, last five years, it's like, how can I open to life and see life as being for me, instead of I have to work to make it happen, or it's against me, you know, why is this happening to me? It's like against, no, everything, is for me, including your, you know, like your opportunity with your beloved, what has shown up in the sexual realm. This is like for you to get more of yourself.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And it has been a big change. I mean, you know, you talk about the collective, my mother's generation. You know, my mom was like, just do it, get it done with and move on. It's like no time, no awareness, no teaching either, you know, and some of that I've carried on with my, my children, you know, we gave them a book, (laughs) they had Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, but there really wasn't a lot of talking about it. And some of it's changed through the years, but I think the awareness and what you guys are bringing forward, I think is so valuable right now and bringing forward, you know, the energy of love and that energy of a real connection. I can't tell you how many people I work with that are unhappy in their marriages and they don't have this part, to their marriage. And if I, you know, sometimes I bring it up, well, what about your sex? What? No, thick. But gosh, how much would that shift and change? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, like we said earlier, for the guys, it's about bringing consciousness to this unask- unconscious aspect of themselves. So, you know, the little kid with a little erection, Ma, look, no hands, you know. And as adults, <laughs> as men, we're run by our little heads our whole life. So when we start again bringing consciousness to separate ejaculation from orgasm and moving that subtle life force or sexual energy to the heart, then as Elspeth said, once you can meet her at her heart, she can trust again because women have been forever and still in the world today vilified for their sexuality. You know, um, so as parts of the world today, a woman could be stoned to death for having sex out of wedlock. And, you know, so if a woman likes sex, she's a whore. And, uh, and so, but for a guy, it's different, right? Oh, once you have sex, you're a man. And, you know, we've been lauded for harems and playboys and all of that. So we've got to bring consciousness to our sexual selves. Women are about reawakening their sexual selves. I haven't met a guy yet who's never had an orgasm. <laughs> a lot of women I know have not because a lot of it is socially learned. It's not physiological. It's a mental belief that this is a bad thing, even though women live by it. I mean, women exude, that's, that's how they, they got daddy's attention. And it's working in the background all the time with the makeup and the hair and the, all the things that women do to make themselves attractive. And, and it's nothing wrong. I love that. It's great. I'm just saying the sexual piece, it's, it's convoluted. You know, like we had the 60s and the free love, and then we kind of went back to, you know, the kind of usual in the bedroom, in the dark thing, but we were still a few levels above. And now we have pornography and we're gorging ourselves in this visual sexual experience. The world more and more is getting ready to hear what we're talking about, what Tantra has been talking about, and what sexual enlightenment can lead in terms of a better world. Not just it's, it, once you get into the work, you see it's not just a bedroom thing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think the pornography is a whole nother Conversation. I'm glad you clarified that because uh, I think it has been exploited way, way, way too much, you know, and tying into even like the sex trafficking is just horrible. It's just still an epidemic going around. I think if we can look at our relationships with our intimate partners, I think that that is really a way to really kind of start to own up a little bit to having more awareness and what we're trying to create. I know when I was younger, it was like, all right, get married. I want to have children. And then now here I am in my 60s bringing in a new relationship. It's totally different. The needs are totally different. And then I like I said, I had to make a choice. Like, can I move through and open up a deeper part of me that has been buried and stuffed down? to really be in this relationship, and is that what I want? And the answer was yes. I mean, it was what I wanted to really break through. I don't want to be so closed down and not experience this, especially at this part of my life. I mean, I look at the both of you and oh my God, I was to look at you. You're radiant. You're beautiful. And to find out like, wow, you're even older than I am. I'm in my sixties. Oh my gosh, there is so much hope and possibility that feels good. And that feels like, yes, you're smiling, you're beautiful and you're radiant. And yeah, that is exactly what I do want in my life. And I do hope that, you know, as my listeners are listening, that they can check in with where they are in their relationships. And we live in such a busy society. And I know I've been guilty of saying this, oh my God, it's all I want all the time. Oh my gosh, I have too many other things to do. But then you wonder like, well, what's wrong with my relationship? Hello. Right. Having the ability to slow down with each other and having that presence with each other and the awareness to be together in the heart and then let the chakras open up, let that Kundalini flow and let that relationship come together is so much more in creating relationship. And I think that's really where we are headed. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Again, I am being very vulnerable because I don't have a corner on the market, but I will say I have allowed growth to come in for me. And it is creating a much more fulfilling and enriching relationship going forward. Yeah.
2: Really good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah,
0: it is good stuff. Tell us about your
1: um, institute. Yes. So we are headquartered in Chicago. It's called Tantra Nova Institute. And we are reachable at tantranova.com. It's spelled T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A. V like Victor. V-A. I'll put the link. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Do you do live in person? Do you do online trainings? How do you work? do live workshops here, all in Chicago, retreats, couple retreats, also for singles. And we have just as many singles as couples come. Hmm and uh, different levels, you know, from foundations of how to cultivate emotional intimacy to the advanced level, how to cultivate sexual intimacy. And um, we also have a certification program where we train, you know, future teachers. And next year, we are going to go to Costa Rica with a group of couples. And so, uh, yes, yes. And then we also, of course, have online programs. Freddie and I, Freddie teaches a men's, all men's workshop. You know, we talked about in this conversation today that how it's important for both men and women do their own work. And it's really mm. great men come here. They are eager to learn. And it's very, very hopeful what we are seeing here. And that workshop is hybrid so people can participate in person or by Zoom, just as with my all-women's workshop, Awaken to Your Feminine Essence, both hybrid in-person and on Zoom. And then also one-on-one, we do three-month programs on Zoom and um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. Well, for sure, I'll put the link in there for everyone to find it. And the book has been out and now the audio is out. I think that's awesome. And you know, I think too, I, I kept wanting to add in that for men to be in touch with their emotions right now, Is really helping with that divine feminine it's really helping to raise it because it's not doing without the the male energy but allowing them to come up with some of that ability to tap into it and to express it to express it through their voice as well and their heart as well as the second chakra for sure yeah that's
2: that's one of the big learnings for men you know because men are kind of socially okay with two emotions it's either fucking or fighting one of those two emotions you know so For men to really broaden that perspective that they can laugh, they can cry, they can be tender, they can be nurturing, they can be strong, they can be weak, they can be, you know, all of those things are part of the human experience. And that opens up when they go through the men's workshop, and that assists them in their relationships with their people in their life. Yeah,
0: change the family dynamics too. For sure. Yeah. So as we go to close, I'd like to come back and ask the question, how do you feel that the work that you're doing Can help to empower the spirit.
1: Oh, what a great question! So, yes, we are human beings, you know, in a physical body, and we also are the spiritual being. You know, as soon as we come into these, what do you call them? Mm -hmm. Into this clay, the body, the
2: the body clay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, When we are conceived, you know, from that moment on. Is this connection of the sexual and spiritual? They are always there in, you know, together from the embryonic state to the state of when we leave this planet. However, historically, we compartmentalize that like they don't belong together. No, they are ever present together, actually. How would it be if my spiritual self could communicate with my sexual self? bring awareness to the sexual self and the power of the sexual, the vital life force could communicate with my spiritual self. So they are in tune, they dance together. They are not the same. They're quite different in quality and nature, yet they complement each other really well because it's like the body and the mind, the sexual, the spiritual.
0: Hmm. The sexual and the spiritual together. Complimenting. Yeah. It seems to, to add a whole nother richness and depth of living. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. What a great conversation. I really appreciate it for my own self, as well as for my listeners. And I know many have been struggling with this topic. And so I think it is a way to open it up and to find the ability to embrace it at a little deeper level with awareness, with patience and with trust. Thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, to your spirit. Thank you. Yes, it is all about bringing that spiritual force together with the sexual force of energy is so empowering. It can add so much depth and richness to relationships. Learning to trust yourself and allowing that trust to trust someone else And these intimate connections is so freeing and so empowering. Allow the energy to open your heart as you connect with your partner. Be conscious of your actions with each other and then notice what you notice. Reach out to the Tantra Nova Institute. Check out their book, their teachings, their workshops, and allow your relationships to grow from the inside out. It is time to achieve sexual enlightenment by harnessing life force sexual energy for greater fulfillment, just as their book says. Check out their work, get their book, and allow your own sexual energy to grow as you grow in the consciousness of this energy. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with someone else who could benefit from listening. And be sure to leave me a review on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Get the Energy Mastery app. Yes, download it for free and add it to your home screen. All my programs, teachings, meditation, podcast, Reiki, all in one place, and even an option for membership. It's part self-study and part live teachings. A few minutes of energy medicine every day can create a change in your life. Find it on my website at tariannehyman.com.